Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan, and today I'm going to talk about choosing the right homeschool science resources. One of the most common questions homeschool parents ask me when they find out that I'm a scientist is which science curriculum I recommend for homeschoolers. I've talked before about how we personally don't use any particular science curriculum, but instead use a more modular-based method tailored to each of our children's interests. Once we know what their interests are, we provide them with the resources they need to explore the topic on their own and help guide them on that journey. This week, I want to go into a little more detail about the four rules we use to help us choose the right science resources for our own kids. But first, this podcast is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Rogue Code by Mark Rusanovich. In this intense thriller, cybersecurity expert Jeff Aiken discovers that the New York Stock Exchange has been hacked and someone on the inside knows. More on the Rogue Code audiobook and why you might like it in just a moment. The first rule we follow is to completely ignore any age recommendations. Every child is so different that saying a particular book or activity is for ages 8 to 12 isn't really that helpful. Instead, we use two other metrics to decide what would be appropriate, the current reading level of the child in question and their current mathematic abilities. For example, if my youngest daughter, who's still learning to read, expressed an interest in electricity, I might switch on a magic school bus video on the topic. For my son, who has more confidence and experience with reading, I'd use the magic school bus book instead, since it goes into more depth. If they wanted to do some kinds of hands-on project, we have the Snap Circuits Experiment Kit, which has little electrical components that snap together like Lego bricks. Now, for one of my older daughters who's already progressed into algebra, I might go even more in-depth and recommend either the Manga Guide to Electricity or Make Electronics Learning by Discovery. If they wanted to do a hands-on project, I'd get a basic soldering iron and some electronic parts for them to use to follow along with the projects in the book. Notice that it isn't their age that's the deciding factor here, but what math and reading abilities they have. The second rule is especially difficult for me to follow, but it's an important one. It's that the devil is in the details. If a child has just an inkling of an interest in a topic, don't bury them in resources. Start simple and see if their interest continues. Children, especially younger children, tend to change their interest rather frequently. So if one of your children expresses an interest in pretty rocks, and you go out and buy a copy of every geology book at your local bookstore, you might be disappointed with the results. Our third rule is to stay away from anything labeled as edutainment. Nothing makes me cringe more than the word edutainment. At some point in history, someone decided that the only way to get kids interested in learning is to trick them into it. In reality, kids want to learn, but they want to learn what they're interested in, not necessarily what you're interested in teaching them. Rather than try to trick them into learning, show them that what you're trying to teach them fits in to what they're actually interested in. So for example, if you've got a teen that's interested in motorbikes, don't try to force him to study a physics textbook. 
Instead, find a book or website that teaches the science behind motorcycle engines. If you've got a little girl that only likes art but can't stand science, find a few websites that teach about color theory and how color is related to the EM spectrum. Get some biology books that discuss the science of vision and how some people are colorblind and why artists need to understand that. The fourth rule is that nobody needs to know everything. This final rule is to realize that some people can actually get by just fine in life without knowing every fact about every rule in science. I have a PhD in genetics, and there are still some areas of biology that I'm unfamiliar with, or only have a basic knowledge of. I don't need to know everything to be a happy and productive citizen. I believe that the most important science-related skill you can teach a child isn't found in any textbook. It's the skill of how to recognize what they don't know and how to reliably fill the gaps in that knowledge. That is the essence of science and of all learning. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Rogue Code by Mark Rusanovich. When Jeff Aiken is called in to investigate a possible breach at the New York Stock Exchange, he finds that the system has been hacked, and it seems traders may have allowed it to happen. Instead of praising him for his discovery, the NYSE turns on Aiken, accusing him of grand larceny. Now Jeff must find and expose the criminals behind the theft to protect the U.S. economy and prove his own innocence. The search takes Aiken to the back alleys of Rio de Janeiro, where he takes on one of the world's most ruthless cartels. If you want to try a sample, go to macmillanaudio.com slash audio today. That's all the time we have for this week. The bottom line is choose resources that your kids enjoy using. If you like today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash QDTEinstein. If you have a question you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Till next time, I'm your host Lee Phelan with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.